everybody. Welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show. I'm Michael Fabiano, your friendly neighborhood fantasy analyst. And look who's with us today. Hey, I got a surprise for you all. It's our pal, the great actor, James Rodé Rodriguez. You know him from Psyched. You know him from A Million Little Things. You know him from Buddy Game Spring Awakening. By the way, I watched the preview to that. Um, and there's some nice uh, eye candy going on in there. And I'm not just talking about you, James. What's up, buddy? I can't complain. We're all alive. We're here. Uh, and football is in is in full stream. So It is. Uh, you are a Titans fan, as uh, people can see from the lid you got there on your head. We're going to talk about the Titans a little bit later on in the show. Uh, but we're going to start off with this upcoming week. Uh, James is a big fantasy football guy. I think he's playing in more leagues this year than he's ever played in before. So he's, he's dug in. He's dug in. We may as well just call him an analyst because... That's the role that he's going to play, uh, at least for the next 30 minutes. We got six teams off this week, including your beloved Titans and my beloved Dallas Cowboys, uh, Carolina, Cincinnati, Houston, and the Jets, all off this week. And we've got to start with the injuries. And we'll start at quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. We don't know if he's going to play on Thursday night. Anthony Richardson's out for the season. Justin Fields, I'm worried about, potentially could be out for a long time. Deshaun Watson, who the hell knows what's going on with that guy. Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, always hurt. Uh, and then Ryan Tannehill, to a lesser degree, also injured. Uh, he is on a bye this week. So do you have any of these guys on any of your teams? And are there any quarterbacks that you're pivoting to dealing with these injuries? Well, as you well know, we both took Justin Fields in our NFFC uh, main event where we're playing for for Connors Care and Pediatric Cancer, which – just feels unusually cruel to me that, you know, we're out there trying to do something good and it somehow makes our karma worse. That doesn't make any <laughs> I sense. Know, right? <laughs> yeah. um, so we're both in tough shape because my backup was Anthony Richardson. Um, the difference is I at least have some fab dollars, whereas you do not. Um, Cause I think you were stuck with Kyler Murray as your backup. So it's a great question because I am either going to have to start Gardner Minshew, uh, who I grabbed when Richardson went down. So I do have him. And then on the wire, it's basically one-stop shop, and that's Russell Wilson. So I can I can buy Russell Wilson or I can start Gardner Minshew. And uh, that's a tough spot to be in. That's yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather be where you are, though, bro. I, yeah. So full disclosure, NFFC, uh, I did not realize that you cannot put in a $0 bid. I spent all my money um, and I am now stuck because I have fields out and Kyler's not going to be back this week. So, uh, and I started the week in first place, so I'm not real thrilled. Uh, I feel terrible. Uh, hopefully it's I can bummer. at least try and, uh, and weather the storm and hopefully fields or, or Kyler comes back soon. Uh, the running back position is even worse. Yeah. We don't know what's going on with McCaffrey. Kyron Williams is going to be out now multiple games, and he's been a stud. David Montgomery is going to be out multiple games. He's been a stud. We don't know if Aaron Jones is coming back this week. Please let Aaron Jones come on back this week. You know, uh, Roshan Johnson as a backup option. We don't even know if he's going to be back for the Bears this week. Jeff Wilson Jr. And I didn't even mention some of the other players that have already missed time, like Saquon and Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. It's It's been tough. And this week in particular, there are some running backs who have gone down that don't have, like, specific backups yeah. now being in so many leagues which of these backup running backs were you targeting off the waiver wire you know like zach evans keontae ingram which guys were you going after 
Well, I'll start by saying uh, I was I was part of the swath of fantasy uh, players who got duped last week uh, by Di Mercado. Yeah. Um, that felt like something that could be nice. And then he, what, he had two touches or something? Um, this week it's Zach Evans, right? He's the flavor of the week. Uh, hopefully that works out because as far as we know, there's really nobody else on that roster. I think Royce – Royce Freeman might still be somehow yeah. hanging around. And they signed Daryl Henderson. You remember him? Oh, and sure. they also signed Miles Gaskin. So, like, who knows? Who I, knows? I think Evans is like the, the the guy that you said. But I mean, I thought it was Demarcado until the end of last week, and then I like was like, nope, it's Ingram. <laughs> I went out and go yeah. and picked him up in about as many leagues as possible. And and you know what, buddy, that's like been a problem this year because there hasn't been like when running backs have gone down like a lot of times there hasn't been like that one guy that, you know, you can go pick up, you know, like when Dalvin cook would get hurt in Minnesota, we knew it was Alexander Madison. Like we knew that. Yeah. And and it's not, it's not like that now with the, with the the guys who've gotten hurt, Arizona, uh, it was Keontae Ingram, but he didn't get a ton of touches. And Damian Williams, who they grabbed off the practice squad, got more touches than DeMarcado who played the most snaps, but didn't touch the ball very much. Yeah. And now you got to deal with the Rams with, you know, four sort of unspectacular running backs behind um, Kyron Williams, remember Ronnie Rivers got hurt too. That's why we're not picking up Ronnie Rivers because he's not going to play either. I mean, I uh, guess one way, one way you could look at it is that, you know, with six buys, um, chances are you're going to have to throw a dart or, or start somebody in a committee anyway. So, you know, if you get Zach Evans and he doesn't do what you expected him to do, like who are your other options, right? Like, honestly, you might as well throw the yeah. dart. I think Dante Foreman is a pretty good uh, – it's a pretty good lock, you know, at least while Roshan is hurt mm-hmm. uh, to get most of the work in Chicago. So if that's a guy who's still out there, he's probably not in, in deeper leagues, but I would pounce on him, uh, especially so, now that there's no Justin Fields. Yeah, and the matchup's good against the Raiders. So I, I'm in a guillotine league. You know you know about the guillotine leagues. Yeah, three, week three I was beheaded by less than <laughs> point. Less than one point. I, uh, I'm doing pretty well. And then I looked at my roster for this week. I have Derrick Henry. Ouch. Joe Burrow. Brees Hall. Garrett <laughs> Wilson. I'm not done. Joe Mixon. All mm-hmm. on buys. So I am starting Kirk Cousins, Michael Wilson, and Deontay Foreman. And I am praying that I don't finish in last because I feel like I got a shot. But Bymageddon will hit us. And uh, in, in that case where I have a lot of, uh, you know, Bengals and Jets, oh, man, and, and King Henry. There's got to be at least another one other team in, in that league that's that's feeling the same way you are. So, yeah, let's hope Good so. luck to you, man. Yeah, I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it. Um, Jaguar Saints, Thursday night football. Uh, the Saints are a one-point favorite at home. The over-under right now is 40. Uh, the money line, the Jags at uh, even money at plus 100. The Saints are at minus 120. A couple of uh, wagering notes uh, if you like to throw down a few beans on the games. The Jaguars 4-3 and three against the spread in their last seven Thursday night games. Five of those games have gone under. Saints 4-5 and five against the spread in their last nine Thursday night games. Seven of those games went under. So there's a little bit of a trend there. Um, Jags are 7-11 and 11 against the spread in 19 road games with Trevor Lawrence under center. Um, I, I don't know that I love this game one way or another in terms of a favorite. Uh, I don't know if Lawrence is playing. We, we hope that he is because if he doesn't play, it's going to be C.J. Beathard. 
and it's going to be another awful Thursday night game. It might still be awful, but the under uh, seems to be trending um, in the direction that you may want to take a shot on that. Uh, I would 100% throw down money on the under. The outcome, I think, is too tough to call. These Thursday night games are crazy, like you said, and both of those teams have been pretty inconsistent. I mean, the Saints, I'm, I probably trust the Saints' defense the most out of yeah. – out of you know any team's phase, um, mm-hmm. whether whether it's Trevor Lawrence or not. Uh, let's be honest. Even when Trevor's been in there, it's not like he's lighting it up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. He, has not, he has not lived up to expectations for sure. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, I think he's had one game over seventeen points, and that's it. And uh, we all thought he was going to have a better year than he did last year, and that did not happen. Uh, for the Jaguars, the players that you're going to want in your lineup, obviously Travis Etienne. Calvin Ridley is not a great matchup. I'm still going to play him. Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram has been quietly solid every single week. Um, if Lawrence plays, if you're in a two QB league, you probably got to play him. If not, I mean, the Saints have allowed the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks this year, and the position has averaged 12 points per game in New Orleans since last year. So this is a tough defense. Uh, so Lawrence, even if he plays – uh, may not give you a whole lot of fantasy love uh, in terms of Ridley and Kirk. Saints have allowed the 13th fewest points to wide receivers. I mean, there's not really much there except for hopefully Ridley gets into the end zone. Christian Kirk's actually been the better of the two backs. Uh, for the Saints, the two guys who I would say are must-arts are Kamara and Olave, although Jamal Williams is supposed to be back. So it's going to be interesting, James, to see how he affects Kamara's touch here. Well, he'll certainly still short yardage goal line stuff one would think and uh, yeah that's that not ideal uh because yeah. has been pretty good since he's been back uh Derek Carr two QB league guy that's it the Jaguars allowed the 10th most points to quarterbacks seven home quarterbacks have scored 17 plus points against the Jags since last year including six who've gone over 20 but I don't trust Derek Carr I just don't uh in this game again unless I'm in a two QB league I, I'm, I'm gonna keep him on my bench or I'm desperate and uh you know Olave Michael Thomas Olave, obviously a guy you're going to play. Michael Thomas, probably in the flex conversation, I would guess, this week, right? Yeah, that's on a six, 16 bye week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're not sitting those guys. I watched, I was watching Red Zone last week and I saw Derek Carr like take a three step drop and then just throw the ball as hard as he possibly could just up for grabs, hoping that I think Shahid could come down with it. And I was like, Oh, wow. Cause this wasn't a Hail Mary. Um, you know, they, that's, they weren't at midfield and that ball traveled. I want to say 47 yards. In the <laughs> okay. air. And it was like, this is it. This is everything he had. Like his arm might as well have come off as he threw it. And I was like, wow. What an interesting reveal. Derek Carr just threw the ball as hard as he possibly could, and it went about 45 yards. <laughs> like that's, uh, where, yeah. that's where not we are exactly, with Derek Carr. <laughs> not exactly a downfield pat. Yeah, but the good news has been he's a check-down quarterback, and Alvin Kamara's been getting targeted a ton. Yeah. And that was where Kamara had really gotten hurt the last like couple of years without Breeze is because – you know, Jameis or Dalton, like they they would take the ball downfield and they weren't checking down to Kamara. Carr's doing it. I mean, what did he have? 13 catches in his first game? That was insane. Uh, so let's hope that continues. Uh, but Jamal Williams coming back, that's going to be interesting to see how he affects Kamara's uh, touch here in this one. Real quick, player props. Jen Piacenti, the princess of props. 
She likes Camaro over 29 and a half receiving yards. She likes Olave longest catch over 23 and a half yards and a rushing touchdown for Travis Etienne at even money. Now, because we've got our pal James Roday here with us, we're going to play a little game of sight or not sight. You get it? I do. I see what you did there. <laughs> and I, I, my guess is that this is not the first time that someone has come up with uh, this very generically named segment for you. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, pal. So because James Roday may as well be a fantasy analyst without how many leagues that he's playing in, uh, I'm going to give you a name and you're going to tell me whether or not you are psyched for that player this week or for the rest of the season or not psyched. And okay. some of these players may or may not be on some of your fantasy teams, James. Well, so let's start things everybody. off yeah. with Kurt Cousins. Psyched or not psyched? I'm not psyched. Not until Jefferson comes back. I think we, I think we've we've now seen who Kurt Cousins is without Jefferson, and it's not pretty. Um, I mean, for, for all of the uh, goodwill that he earned by, you know, coming off as a good dude and quarterback and and uh you know being a leader of men uh when he doesn't have the best arguably the best football player in the nfl on the field with him uh he's not doing much so i'm gonna have to say not psyched the only way cousins has a good game on monday night is if it's garbage time the niners are boat racing him and he has to throw the ball a ton in the second half it's a home game he's been good at home like i'm forced to start him this week but i think you're 100% right until JJ comes back and you know there's a chance he might not and I don't I, I don't want to like sound super pessimistic about this but if he's out the full six weeks and the Vikings are not in playoff contention once he comes back uh, or is eligible to come back will he come back I don't know I, I would I, imagine he will want to come back he seems yeah. he strikes me as a hardcore competitor who you know hey man you're paying me to play football let me play football but I hear you man if I'm the Vikings he is, uh, he is everything to me. So Yeah, yep. Um, all right, next up, you mentioned Russell Wilson as a player that you may have to pick up off the waiver wire and play. Russell actually has not been bad this year. Like, last week was awful. I get it. It was just an absolute disaster. But overall, he has been a pretty good fantasy quarterback. He's got Green Bay this week. Psyched or not psyched? Uh, I would say very, very very slightly psyched for this week, not psyched for the rest of the season. I have a feeling that they're going to deal away at least one of his weapons, if not more, who knows who Russell's throwing to after the trade deadline. Uh, it's ugly in Denver. And I think uh, they've probably got their eyes set on, on the draft and next season. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if at some point, uh, Peyton benches Russ to see what he's got in Jarrett Stidham, who he seems very excited about uh, when he signed him. So uh, all that adds up to a not psyched fact. All right. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Marvin Mims would be a player I'd be picking up off the waiver wire as a speculative ad because if Judy and or uh, Sutton get traded, uh, he's going to end up playing a bigger role in that offense down the stretch. This one is near and dear to your heart, my friend. Yeah. He's been very up and down this year. Derrick Henry, psyched or not psyched? I can be objective. Uh, look, when Derrick Henry has more than 20 carries, uh, the Titans win, A, and the numbers look pretty good, B. That 
obviously has a lot to do with game script. So I would not be surprised if he continues to do what he's been doing to fantasy managers, which is good game, nothing, good game, nothing, good game, nothing to the finish line. So you want him those weeks, you know, when he's giving you 100 yards and, and punching in a couple touchdowns, you don't want him uh, in the weeks that he's not. So uh, I'm going to say a, a lukewarm psych because I do think more of those games are coming, but you're not ever going to know when. And uh, it's, you know, it's it's hard to win a league, um, you know, when, you, when your RB1 is only good half the time. Yeah, but, but remember – not one, but two of his games in the fantasy playoffs are against Houston. And he owns Houston. That's he true. Houston. So that's, stupid numbers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His his numbers are insane. All right. Next up, a player who is on one of your fantasy football teams. Jonathan Taylor. Psyched or not psyched? Wow, man. I mean, he is the water cooler talk of the whole industry right now, isn't he? Um I would say psyched based on pedigree and and the money that they gave him and the fact that he's, you know, he's he should be rounding into form with each successive week. But there's this there's this other guy in that backfield who uh who doesn't seem like he's ready to give up the rock um cuz he's probably playing for some money himself. So I'll say uh psyched with the caveat that we might not be getting uh, starters touches from Jonathan Taylor uh, for a minute. Um, but I think Jonathan Taylor, even in a two-back committee, if he's getting 15 touches a game, uh, could still make some – Could still he could still perform pretty well. Yeah, I think you'll see Taylor overtake Moss in terms of the touches this upcoming week, but the matchup's really bad against the Browns. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see Moss get traded at the deadline, and so we don't have to worry about it anymore – and put Moss someplace where, because he's a free agent next year, let yeah. him go someplace where he's going to end up, you know, having a bigger role. Um, uh, I'm selfish. I want one guy to get all the carries on every team. So uh, that would be ideal. Next up, and this one here has hurt me. I've got this wide receiver in a couple of leagues. And in the preseason, I don't know if you remember, but this was the concern for me. Jimmy Garoppolo is about as durable as a house of cards in a hurricane. He's hurt again. Devontae Adams has had two stinkers in a row. And if you listen to him, he did an interview recently where he's like, I'm not real happy because my numbers have not been good. And the Raiders have won the last couple of games. And he's like, I'm more about the numbers. Like, obviously he doesn't, it, it's a weird, it's been a weird marriage um, ever since he went to Vegas outside of the whole Derek Carr connection. And clearly he's not there anymore, but Devontae Adams, two straight stink bombs. You could be getting Brian Hoyer under center this week. Psyched or not psyched for Devontae Adams. <sighs> I'm not psyched. I'd move him if you could. Uh, but the truth is you probably should have moved him two weeks ago um, and sold as high as humanly possible. Cause I don't, I don't think it's going to be great down the stretch uh, for Devante. It feels like Jacoby Myers fits that, that McDaniels offense a little bit better anyway. Um, and, you know, with the uncertainty at quarterback, you know, he's not, Unfortunately, you know, Devontae's also a little bit older, right? Like he he's not a Justin Jefferson or, or a Jamar Chase who's, you know, it doesn't matter who's back there, just throw me the damn ball. I'm not sure that's Devontae anymore. So I think there are a couple things that he sort of needed to fall right for him uh, to continue to be what we what we think or what we thought he was. And those things aren't those things aren't there. So I'm gonna say 
sadly, because uh, I do like the player, not psyched. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm not I'm not thrilled. And as you said, I, I think the next big game Devontae has, I'm going to try to move him um, because I just it's not even on him. It's about Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, the, the one game that Aiden O'Connell played, Adam still had a decent game. But Garoppolo is just, I mean, the guy's made a paper, so um, he just can't stay healthy. Uh, another Titan. Okay. Because you love them, uh, and I think you know where I'm going to go here. Psyched or not psyched on Nuke Hopkins? This one's interesting because I think I can I can still say psych depending on what your expectations were and are moving forward. If he's your wide receiver one or two, you're not psyched. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at him as your wide receiver three or a weekly flex, I think in a PPR league, you can still be psyched because nobody else is catching the ball in that offense. And I mean nobody else. Uh, you know, Tajay Spears will get, you know, three catches a game. Everything else is going Nuke's way. Uh, and because they're not very good and they're probably going to have to throw the ball a lot in the second half of games, um, I could see people, you know, being pretty stoked with their seven for 80 type games for Nuke moving forward. He gets you 12 to 15 points every week. I'm going to say psyched. I'm surprised, uh, but I have my fingers crossed that you are right because I've got some shares of Nuke Hopkins. And uh, uh, last week was not good. Not good at all. Uh, no. Do you feel psyched if Tannehill's not the quarterback? of the Titans because Malik Willis scares me to the bone when it comes to every pass catcher in Tennessee. If it's Malik Willis, I'm not psyched about anybody. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it's Will Levis, you know, we have to wait and see because we just didn't get to put eyes on him in the preseason, but he's a guy that can throw the ball. Um, and he's going to want to show everybody that he can throw the ball. I think he has a gunslinger mentality. You know, he's got a cannon for, for an arm and, and that could be fun to watch. Um, along with uh, probably a bunch of interceptions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd love to see I'd love to see Levis in there if it's not Tannehill. Uh, we'll find out after the bye week. Uh, two tight ends here. Yeah, and one of them's driving me nuts. But I kind of, I, I guess I kind of expected it, and that's George Kittle. George Kittle either scores three touchdowns or he has one point. Uh, and more often than not, it's a single digit performance from George Kittle. Uh, rest of season, George Kittle, psyched or not psyched? I have to say uh, not psyched. I just think there's too many uh, mouths to feed and too many ways for that team to, to win games. I also don't think George Kittle, and this is to his credit in, in, in real football, gives a damn about his numbers. Uh, he, he really does seem like one of those guys who's just like, whatever I got to do to help the team win, you want me to go out and play every down and just block, that's what I'll do. Um, but the days of, of drafting George Kittle and, and starting him every week and not having to think about it are definitely over. Uh, I have him in that NFFC league, and I've been starting Cole Komet over him every week, if you can believe that. And with the exception of the one week that he went off, it's been the right choice. Like, Komet has yeah. outperformed him. So that's, yep. that's where we are with George Kittle. So bye week fill-in, uh, or if, you're, if your other guy gets hurt. But other than that, not psyched. Uh, last one here in, in what has been an exhilarating edition of psyched or not psyched. Mm -hmm. uh, because Kyle of Pitts. me, because I'm bringing so much to the table. Oh, no, well, no, well, exactly. Listen, man. Uh, I'm just, I'm just here living in your world, my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kyle Pitts has had two straight good games. 
Does that make you more optimistic for the rest of the season? Are you psyched or not psyched about Kyle Pitts? Or would you trade him and sell him high right now? I would trade him right now while we're talking. Um, because <laughs> not only has yeah, he not me, had let two... Me, let me try to trade him here. Yeah, not only has he not had two, two good games in a row uh, since he's been in the league, uh, but he's also got another guy playing the same position as him in that offense who's getting almost as much attention as he is. So he's... Yeah. He's basically splitting reps and splitting targets with Johnny Smith and he's Kyle Pitts, who's been, you know, inconsistent and, and made us crazy for the last two seasons. Uh, I think if you drafted Pitts coming into this year, you probably should have gotten somebody else anyway. Um, so hopefully people did that. If they pushed all their chips into the into the middle with with just Kyle Pitts, well, you know that's your bed you, and now you got to lie on it. So I wouldn't say I'm psyched. I would say I'm cautiously optimistic that he could at least contribute something, but uh, not, not what we were hoping for. When, Now's uh, the time to trade him away. I kind of agree with you uh, there. Um, all right, let, let, let's get into some starts and sits. And, and, and James is going to put on his analyst cap here. Uh, any of these that you like, dislike, you let me know. Uh, right. I'm going to go through them. We're going to start at the quarterback position. Uh, I'm starting two of this week against the Eagles. I know it's the Eagles defense. Guys, they're not good against quarterbacks. 19-plus points to three different quarterbacks allowed this year. Brock Purdy, who I told you to play, uh, not play last week. I love him on Monday night against the Vikings. He is a solid play. Jordan Love, who was awful before the bye week. Don't care. He's got the Broncos this week. I'm going to play him. Sam Howell has had 18-plus points in three straight games and four of five. He's got the Giants this week uh, in Jersey. I'm going to play Howell, and I know Geno Smith has been bad this year, but he's got Arizona, six teams on a bye. Uh, I, I don't mind Geno Smith this week. Uh, your thoughts on on that group? I agree with everything Fab said. He's a professional. Um, he's, <laughs> he's a he is a polished uh, uh, professional, and uh, I think you can I think you can take all that to the bank. The one thing I will say is that. Um, Sam Howell, I think, will manage to give you good numbers, but also take seven more sacks. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, him and the Giants quarterbacks uh, have been tortured uh, by poor offensive line play. Thibodeau, Thibodeau might be a, a dart to throw on a, on a, you know, over half a sack prop if it's out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, all right, sit him quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, who James has already said he's not psyched about uh, against the Niners. I, and this one here we can talk about, but Jared Goff. Jared Goff had one good game on the road. He was great last week. I, I, I give him all the credit in the world. Still, this is a guy who is averaging fewer than 15 fantasy points in road games dating back to last year. The Ravens have not given up more than 15.4 points to a quarterback this season. So I'm a little wary about Jared Goff. Uh, Russell, I think Russell's a startable guy as a QB1, a low QB1, but Green Bay's given up... Uh, very few points to quarterbacks. In fact, one has beaten them for more than 14 and a half points. So they haven't played a lot of great quarterbacks. So I think you got to keep that in the back of your mind. Russell's probably still going to be in a lot of lineups. Uh, and, and then there's just nothing out there for me to write about. I mean, Desmond Ritter, he had a good game uh, two weeks ago. He was decent last week, but people are going to have to play him. Not a great matchup against the Bucks. but I want your take on golf. Like, you know me, I'm traditionally like a trends guy. Look at the stats, obviously, but I also am superstitious. And <laughs> and I just, Jared Goff is a guy who, yeah, he had a good game last week and people may have to play him because we're in by Mageddon, 
But like, what are your thoughts on golf on the road? Because typically it just doesn't get the job done. I think trends exist for a reason. Um, I mean, those are the kind of things that we have to look at in, in fantasy football. Um, we, all we can do is make educated guesses, right? But when you have all that information um, pointing at one outcome, you have to you have to take it seriously. And again, I don't think anybody drafted Jared Goff as as their QB one in a one quarterback league. Um, if it's a flex and he's your number two guy, well, you've been playing him anyway. Yep. Um, and if it's a bye week, uh, I could totally see him, you know, having to having to fill in for a week for people. But for the most part, um, he's probably on your bench if you're, you know, if you've drafted well and you have a pretty good team. So this is a, a one week only type of situation because your other guy might be on a bye. Yep. Yeah. Bad matchup. But again, sometimes um, those of us uh, who may not have quarterback depth have to go in a direction we don't want to. And that goes across the board for every position when you've got injuries and six teams off. Uh, let's go to the running backs. Uh, Aaron Jones is low-hanging fruit, but I don't care. He's playing the Broncos, and uh, I don't have a lot of running backs to choose from <laughs> uh, as it pertains to this column this week. If he comes back, he's a obvious must-start. Isaiah Pacheco has taken over as the lead back in Kansas City. Good matchup against the Lightning Bolts uh, this week. They've given up 13-plus fantasy points to five running backs, including four with over 17. DeAndre Swift's another really good play who's become quite obvious. Brian Robinson, who I didn't like last week, and he had nothing on the ground, but he caught a touchdown pass, which kind of saved his fantasy bacon. But the matchup's really good against the Giants this week. I'm playing him. If Roshan plays against the Raiders, I'm playing him. And if he doesn't, and it's Deontay Foreman, I can see flexing Deontay Foreman this week, James. What do you think? Agreed across the boards. The the Philly situation has been – you know, kind of fascinating to me, you know, we were all trying to sort of guess during the preseason, you know, what the pecking order was going to be for, for a hot second. Kenny Gainwell was like the man. Um, And then Swift came in the the week that Gainwell was hurt, said, nah, this is, this is my backfield, even though I get hurt um, every game too, but he's managed to stay healthy. And that's, I think probably the biggest surprise for me. We've never seen a run of health like this for DeAndre Swift before. Um, and neither had the Lions, which is probably why they sent him <laughs> sent him packing. Um, but don't forget, they still have Rashad Penny in that backfield who oh. you know, who's not even suiting up. Um, but if something were to if something were to happen to DeAndre, and of course we never wish that on anyone, there's a guy who averages over five yards a carry standing on the sidelines um, in that offense, which. Uh, you know, like you said, in a league where there's so many injuries and buys and all this craziness, it's just kind of it's kind of wild to me that, that the Eagles are just sitting on a guy who's been that productive on a per carry basis, not trying to trade him, not doing anything with him. Just but that's the thing. I would love to see him trade him at the deadline. Uh, just like Zach Moss, I'd love to see him get traded. I'd love to see Penny get traded, too. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Running backs to sit. I can't even say sit. It's like basically start and pray. <laughs> because you're stuck with these guys. Like Najee Harris has been an abject disaster. 6.7 points per game. Rams, uh, you probably got to play them. You don't have to like it. Alexander Madison, Niners, potentially a negative game script on Monday night. Uh, I know they got waxed by the Browns running backs last week. I don't think that's going to be the case for Madison. Start him and pray. Rashad White getting a lot of touches, getting a lot of snaps, not scoring a lot of fantasy points. Atlanta has not allowed a rushing touchdown this year to a running back. Start him and pray. Uh, Zach Moss, who's been fantastic. I can't take anything away from Zach Moss. 
the Browns defense, only Christian McCaffrey has had a really good game against them this year. That's it. And he had 14 points. It was like the lowest output of his of his uh, season. Of course, he did get hurt. Start him and pray for Zach Moss. And then Gus Edwards, if you can sit him, I'd sit him against Detroit. The Lions have given up the fewest yards to running backs on the ground this year. Their Lions, that Lions defense is really good against the run, James. Uh, any thoughts on those players? No, you nailed it. Uh, I guess the only thing that might be worth mentioning is uh, the kid, uh, Keaton Mitchell, did get uh, activated yeah. last week, didn't touch the ball. But um, he could be sort of a Tajay Spears type in, in that offense. He's got a lot of speed, but he's undersized. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they use him at all this week. Yep. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Brandon Ayuk is a must-start. He's my start of the week. Uh, Debo's banged up. He's the better wide receiver. I mean, Ayuk is, and the matchup's really good against Minnesota. You know, Devontae Smith has been a dud. Really, in the last, like, three, four weeks, uh, it's been awful. Uh, fewer than 10 points three times, 1.6 points in one game, but this is the week he breaks out, guys. This is going to be a high-scoring game. The total opened at 53. This is going to be fun. I think Devontae Smith breaks out this week uh, of that slump. Tyler Lockett against the Cardinals. Tyler Lockett has scored 15-plus points in five of his last six games against Arizona, including a 53-point performance a few years back. Keep that in mind. Hollywood Brown against Seattle. Love him. Love the matchup. Zay Flowers against the Lions. Don't love the Ravens' ground assets. Love the air asset that they have in Zay Flowers. Uh, any thoughts on those players, James? Anybody you like, dislike? And what is your what is your thought on um, uh, Zay Flowers uh, during his rookie year? Because he hasn't been spectacular, but he's been he's been pretty good, giving you right around twelve points per game. I think he's been as good as Lamar Jackson throwing the ball has allowed him to be. I think he's showed plenty of potential and if you could imagine him in a different offense with a different quarterback it'd be a lot more exciting but uh it's weird man i mean i i feel like lamar has regressed as a as a passer even though you know he has an offensive coordinator who was supposed to come in and open things up and uh and make it more of a passing offense it's been very strange very antithetical to everything that we heard um he still doesn't like to throw outside the hashes uh you know, those those out routes are just not something that he's willing to do. Um, and it limits the route tree for, for everyone who plays receiver on that team. I mean, when's the last time you heard Rashad Bateman's name, like, yeah. at all? Or OBJ. I mean, OBJ he's done. doing nothing. I mean, yeah. he had weapons coming into the season, and – it's not it's not it's not materializing. So kind of a head scratcher in Baltimore. Yep. And I'll say this about Devontae Smith. He was doing great until uh, AJ got up in his boy's grill and said, yo, man, you need to throw me the ball more. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, that's right. That was uh, that was the narrative that sort of led to Devontae becoming invisible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, listen, last last season we saw there's enough to go around for both of these guys. They were both in the top 12. So uh, but I do think Devontae. Uh, you want to talk about a great wide receiver matchup, Tyreek and Jalen. Uh, and of course, Jalen uh, went to Alabama against AJ and Devante, who went to Alabama. Uh, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. I can't wait. And this slate of games this week is trash. I'm sorry, NFL. This slate of games is awful. And with all the injuries, like this is, this is the Sunday James where like, if you're one of those, those fans who disappears from your significant other every Sunday, this might be the weekend to say, Hey, let's hang out until four, 
four o'clock and then you've got chiefs chargers then you got dolphins and you've got uh, eagles right i mean so like the, maybe they you maybe take your cigar to like brunch or something like that it's there's not a lot of great games this week um yeah. <laughs> wide receivers that you sit again and i think i have to also say this is probably start and pray michael Pittman, big game last week told you to play him browns 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 defense has given up a big game to one wide receiver this year that's it just one now it's george pickens uh, who, by the way, I don't like this week against the Rams, especially if Deontay Johnson is back and Deontay Johnson is trending towards coming back. Uh, Jerry Judy, I want him to get traded because I want to uh, change the scenery. I don't love the matchup against uh, the Green Bay Packers this weekend. Kendrick Bourne had a big game last week, but Kendrick is historically a guy who will have a big game and then fall off the face of the earth. And he's got Buffalo this week, so I'm not in love with Kendrick Bourne. And Curtis Samuel is a player that I would pick up. 14-plus points in three straight games, but I kind of feel like the law of averages is going to catch up with him this week. And if the Giants' defense played as well last week against the Bills, uh, if they do that again this week, I think Curtis Samuel may disappoint uh, for fantasy managers. Amen. Second all of that, I mean, I guess the one thing Samuel has going for him is that he's the check-down guy. Yeah. um, As opposed to McLaren and the ghost of Jahan Dotson. Uh, I loved him. Maybe Samuel's your, your best bet, but yeah, you don't feel great about it. Uh, finally, let's wrap it up with the tight ends. Real quick, I'm going to go through these. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I think you got to start him while he's hot or trade him. Luke Musgrave's got a good matchup against the Broncos. Another rookie, Michael Mayer, is getting more involved in the offense in Las Vegas. Bears defense, four tight ends have scored over 10 points against them. Uh, so you can play him in. Remember, Pat Fryermuth is back this week, and the matchup's really good against the Rams. He got dropped in a couple of my leagues. I was able to pick him up. Uh, the sit tight ends, Zach Ertz against Seattle. Uh, he has seen his snaps drop in three straight games. Hunter Henry has disappeared uh, from the stat sheets the last few weeks. Tyler Higby has six targets since Cooper Cup came back, so that's not good for him. And I've got Logan Thomas on the sit list just because I'm so pissed that he was my start of the week last week, and he was brutal. So it's kind of one of those like rage sit situations. He's probably still a low tight end one at a very thin position. Now, let's get to our matchup Uh-oh. this week. James Roday and I are both in the Sports Illustrated Invitational. Uh, I sit atop the standings at 6-0. and James is in second place at 5-1, and uh, doing a very stellar job. This week, we play for all the marbles, at least as it pertains to being the first place team. Um, I'm going to go through my roster real quick. And I got to tell you, you got an advantage this week, my brother. Because yeah, I was going to do you a favor. And um, so that you didn't have to be the guy that like makes excuses for his own team. And I was going <laughs> to do it. I was going to do it for you and say that you're, you're in some You're in some quarterback trouble in a, yes. in a super flex league for sure. Yes, I am. Um, Dak's not playing. I've got Watson in my lineup right now, and I don't know if he's going to play. I've got Mac Jones on my bench, and I, I don't I don't even want to start him, even if it's just one quarterback that I have to start. Uh, <laughs> the waiver wire is empty. Uh, I am in trouble this week. Uh, I think I am going to uh, lose the undefeated streak uh, to James. I've got Jacobs and Swift at running back. Uh, Jacobs has been better lately. Swift's been very good. Pittman, who I don't love this week, I'm playing him because I have Jamar Chase on a on a bye. Uh, I got McLaurin in the lineup this week. I've got Kamara, who's going on Thursday night. Madison, who I, I don't love. 
I, I have to play him um, based on what I have on my roster right now. Uh, I need Jake Elliott and the Seahawks defense <laughs> to step up. I need my kicker and my defense to step up this week if I'm going to try and beat James. Uh, uh, James, go through your roster too. And I mean, you have, you have uh, you know, David Montgomery who's banged up right now, so you're not at full strength either. Uh, but I think you've got the better roster for the week. I'm not, but I, I at least have two healthy quarterbacks, so I, that gives me a decided advantage. I, I've had Kirk Cousins and uh, Sam Howell all season. They've been doing their thing. We talked about Cousins without Justin Jefferson. That's no longer exciting, but, you know, hopefully there's a floor there. Um, I've got Diggs, who's been money. Uh, Metcalf is a little banged up, but he's been questionable the last four weeks, and he's played through – He's playing through that injury you mentioned not minding geno smith this week so hopefully i get you know wide receiver two value there uh i made a trade uh with your partner in crime Lindsay rhodes because i've been playing the waiver wire every week at tight ends and that I was figured, a good trade. yeah i figured it was time to just lock down uh somebody who you know i could start every week so i have evan ingram who you know is not blowing the roof off but he's been consistent um so that's an upgrade traded- you traded away Zach Moss to get Ingram. I did. Yeah. I did. And the reason I traded away Zach Moss is because I also have Jonathan Taylor, and I didn't want the headache of having both those guys and not knowing which one to put in. Uh, so I figured I would just I would take care of that and also bring in Evan Ingram. So I feel decent about that. Uh, Mostert has been a revelation uh, without Asian. Uh, so against the Eagles, uh, I'm, I'm expecting – he, I mean, he could be the high scorer on my team for the week. All right, Toss, uh, let's get you in here. What's your prediction on this one? And it's totally fine to pick against me because uh, I'm picking against me this week. I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick against you, Fabs. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's looking fine. bleak for you, man. And uh... right, it looks like, so based on the projections on Yahoo, uh, James is a, about a four point favorite in this one. And I would, argue that I would take James minus the points <laughs> if I was a man <laughs> in this one. I honestly, I don't, dude, I may have to start Mac Jones. I might, I, I, you may I have to start to Mac do. Jones. Did you grab uh, PJ? No, I, I don't know. He's on the waiver wire. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to divulge anything because I'm playing against you. And right. you know what? You're a smart fantasy manager. You may say, oh, Fabs is putting in a claim for this quarterback. I'm going to go in and block him. I'm not doing that. I love you to death. I'm not going to tell you what I'm trying to do. But if you look at the waiver wire, there is nothing. Yeah. There's nobody on that waiver wire who's guaranteed to start this week that's any good. Um, and I'm not – listen, I'm not going with, with Tyler uh, Bajin or whatever the hell his name is in Chicago. Forget that. Uh, watch, he'll have like 302 touchdowns. Uh, you know what? I'm not making any defensive uh, wire moves, Fabs. You have my word on that. <sighs> I, I have put in a claim for a player. Good. <laughs> yeah, I Good. mean, the fact that you have Zamir White have on your roster is an indicator of how thin the waiver wire must look. I don't... And also, too, James has got a lead in points. So he's beaten me in points by about 30, 27 points. So if you win this week, you're going to be in first place by yourself based on points. Uh, I am going to do my damnedest to try and beat you, but my quarterback situation is dire, uh, as we saw from the graphic. So good luck, my friend. Enjoy the Titans not losing this week. I will enjoy the Cowboys not losing this week. Um, 
anything out there that you want the people to know about any projects that you're working on uh any movies upcoming that like you know i could maybe do a cameo in like what do we got going on because everybody wants me in a movie that's for sure we got a whole lot of uh picketing still happening and yes. uh, and a whole lot of actors uh still fighting um you know for a better deal from from the yep. studios so I did. I was able to get back to work as a writer uh, about a month back, so that's been cool. Um, Fabs and I both love horror movies, and uh, oh, I, love I am working on a. I'm working on a horror project uh, behind the keys, but as far as uh, the stuff in front of the camera, it's it's absolutely bupkis for all of us, uh, probably until after the holidays. So yeah, I was actually talking to Scott Porter um, a, a few nights ago, and yeah, he was saying the same kind of thing. So. Uh, hopefully you guys get what you deserve. Um, uh, you're tremendous. I could never do what you do. So um, uh, we need you to do what you do, Fabs. I try right, but but, but again, it doesn't mean I can't. That doesn't mean I can't like you know have a little cameo where maybe I'm like behind the scenes drinking a, a beer next to an attractive lady. I'm fine all, with that. We Just all don't remember how Bob Bob Euchre was in Major League. He <laughs> almost stole the movie. <laughs> All right, my brother. I love you, man. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Uh, I will wish you good luck in our matchup. I don't think you're going to need it. I, I think you probably got this one wrapped up, uh, but we shall see. Uh, and one more before we let you go. Best horror movie of all time is? I reserve the right to change my answer the next time you ask me, but uh, I'll say Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, that's a great one. I I'm going to go with the original Halloween, um, but yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is fantastic. You are the best, my man. Uh, I will be talking to you soon. And everybody out there, make sure you keep plugging away the Believe Fantasy Football Show. Subscribe, like, do all that kind of stuff, uh, and we will be posting all of our content on the uh, artist, artist formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You'll be able to find us everywhere. Good luck in week seven. I know I'm going to need it. You're going to need it. Rode, not so much. Uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.